you, my friend, are pure energy. When you truly get to grips from your head, from your heart, from your hands, and you really understand what that means, then you have a heck of a better chance of being able to create, consciously create, a new reality. Over the next 12 days, including today, I'm going to share with you one video at a time, focusing on different aspects of your being that you can transform very, very easily, should you decide to put this into action. At a time like Christmas or the holiday period where families are brought together, what happens? You've got two energy beings being brought together and sometimes it's, you'll have a lot of making merry and sometimes you'll have a lot of making conflict. You have both ups and downs. Even in the happiest families, you're going to have ups and downs. But unfortunately, sometimes there are downsides are so down that it causes a lot of distress. That we will discuss much further down the line over the next 12 days. Today, let's understand the basics of who you are. At the subatomic level, you are 99.999% non-matter. The 0.0001% is the stuff that we think we are made out of. But actually, most of what you are is non-matter. But is it empty space? Not at all. It is consciousness. Sometimes we call it energy. It's consciousness. That consciousness is a collection of information and intention. So we will also discuss that further on in this series of 12 videos. But if you look at yourself right now, at the very basic level, your physical body is an outward expression, a manifestation of your energy body. Over 5,000 years ago, the Indians were already exploring the energy body through yoga, through meditation. And this is something that is still happening to this very day. And your energy body is composed of layers of energy. You've got your physical body, but there's, I won't go into too much detail, the seven core layers. You've got your physical body, you've got your mental body, emotional body, astral body. The energy centers I want you to focus on are the seven core energy centers called your chakras. Chakra means wheel and by the way it's pronounced chakra because it's an Indian word chakra means wheel it's a wheel of light it's a vortex of energy you have many 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 chakras not just seven but the core chakras that we pay most attention to are the seven chakras which are the root chakra which is at your tailbone then the region of your sacral area called the sacral chakra then your solar plexus chakra your heart chakra your throat chakra, third eye chakra or brow chakra, and your crown chakra at the top. They're the seven core chakras. Now just imagine energy is flowing through these vortices, these individual vortex of energy. Energy is coming out, energy is coming through. Each one of those chakras represents a different frequency on the electromagnetic spectrum. What do I mean by that? Each chakra is attuned to different levels of vibration with the lowest vibration is on your root chakra and the highest vibration is your crown chakra so they vary your first three chakras so your roots your sacral and your solar plexus are all to do with a physical existence in this realm in this third dimensional realm so your human experience and your 
Last three chakras, the crown, the third eye, and the throat, it's all about your highest version of yourself. We're talking about the spiritual realms. And the heart chakra is where heaven and earth meet. This is where they meet, and it is the center. In my view, it is your center, your portal, through which your soul comes through. So this is a window to your soul. So the heart chakra is very important, connecting heaven and earth. Now all of this, if you're new to this, might be very confusing. That's okay. Just bear with me. Your seven chakras influence you massively, including your mental health, having clarity of vision, speaking your highest truth, feeling this connection, loving kind connection between you and other human beings, as well as Mother Earth. Your chakras also influence your ability to make decisions. It influences massively your personal power. It impacts on your ability to express emotion, feel emotion, be somebody who is able to create synchronicity. And your root chakra affects your anxiety levels. It affects your ability to manifest your day-to-day reality. So these are things that you cannot really ignore if you want to consciously create a new reality. Now, one of the biggest areas that I'm most concerned about is chronic stress. Probably over 80% of all illnesses are created as a result of chronic stress. So what is chronic stress? Imagine you are in a perfect state of health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. When you move away from that state of balance and harmony, homeostasis, when you move away from that, you start creating some levels of stress. Now, a little bit of stress is okay. In fact, it's important. But the more you move away from it, the more it becomes more like distress. You stress, EU stress, is okay. Distress, not okay. And that distress is useful if you're having to survive in the wilds, avoiding lions and tigers and bears. You know, you don't want to be there mid-afternoon lunch. So that's important. But of course, humans, we have this knack of thinking ourselves into stress to such a degree. We act as if we're being chased by wild animals 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you do that, get yourself into survival mode all the time. Over a period of time, so we're talking about at least 12 weeks of that kind of level of stress, is called chronic stress. Your body is not designed to keep you in survival mode seven days a week. In fact, it's not designed to be in survival mode 24 hours a day. It's only for a few minutes at a time, if at all. By being in a constant state of stress, you start impacting your health. This includes having an increase in your heart rate, increasing your breathing, so this affects your lung dilation, decreasing your digestive activity, so when you need to eat, you don't eat, and when you don't need to eat, you eat too much. That kind of behavior leads to so many of the chronic health disorders. So whatever chronic health disorder you can think of, Every single one of them starts off with chronic stress. So in reality, if most of the diseases that people suffer from in the UK, in the US, in the West, or anywhere else actually, if most of them are chronic health disorders, then it's to do with how you are managing your chronic stress and how you are managing your life or your lifestyle. But just to clarify, this is not to do with infectious disease. That's a different ballgame. By continuously putting yourself through chronic stress, by mismanaging the stress, you weaken your immune system. 
by weakening your immune system, you become vulnerable to infections, vulnerable to other diseases. So the question is, what are the things you can do to start shifting your awareness, shifting your energy? Well, there's a saying, where attention goes, energy flows. So let me share with you several ways that you can shift your stress levels. Number one, without a shadow of a doubt, get a good night's sleep. We're talking about seven or eight hours of sleep. Whatever you do, doesn't matter if you think you need less than that because that really doesn't serve most people. And sometimes some people need even more. Sometimes you might need 10 hours of sleep. So minimum seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. Number two, related to sleep, it's to ensure that you sleep early. Why? Because your brain detoxifies between the hours of 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. in your time zone, between 9 and 11 p.m. at night, only when you are asleep. What happens is your brain cells actually shrink in size and allowing the fluids to flow through and start removing toxins from your brain. This is vital. That only takes place between 9 and 11 p.m. And if you're someone who suffers from anxiety, guess what? You are one of the people who need it the most. Now, I've had problems with my sleep uh, a little while back. And one of the biggest mistakes I made was drinking coffee. Not even copious amounts of coffee. Because I'm an active person mentally and physically, my body's on the go, go, go. My kidney's on the go, go, go. So I started developing symptoms of chronic fatigue symptoms of adrenal fatigue and so one of the first thing I did was I stopped coffee and you know what more or less instantly that night I had one of my best night's sleep then you might say well I love my coffee why can't I drink that well I replaced that with something called chai tea which is a tea made out of some Indian herbs cardamom bay leaf cloves and a cinnamon stick, I boil the water. Once I boil the water and let that stew for or brew for about five minutes, I'll throw in the tea bag and uh, then I'll add some milk, oat milk, and I'll drink that first thing in the morning, say about 10 o'clock. That's it. That does the trick for me. So find something which works for you, which is not sugar loaded and it's not caffeine loaded. A little bit of caffeine's okay, just come off the coffee. Now that's worked for me straight away. That's the one thing you can do about your sleep. The other thing you could do is turn off your Wi-Fi at nighttime when you're asleep. So by doing that, you see the Wi-Fi is electromagnetic frequency, just pulsating, receiving information, giving out information, and your phone is the same. So turn your Wi-Fi off, put your phone in another room. If you can do that, then you are going to help yourself sleep better. That will allow this good night's sleep of 7 to 8 hours from 9, 10 p.m. onwards will allow your body to heal effectively. It doesn't matter if you're a night owl or a morning lark. It, that's irrelevant. The point is getting a good night's sleep at the right time is critical because guess what happens when you are not sleeping properly. You're going to not only affect your health, create chronic stress, you're going to be groggy, you're not going to be thinking as effectively, and you are more likely to compromise relationships by being snappy, making snap decisions and judgments and 
creating unnecessary trouble between you and other people in your life, particularly those who you love the most. The next thing you can do regarding chronic stress, very important, is start reducing the amount of eating window. What do I mean by that? Your body, particularly your digestive system, is not designed to be churning through food 24 hours a day. The people who invented the idea of breakfast is for champions or whatever the heck the saying is, were trying to sell Kellogg's cornflakes. They were encouraging people to have earlier breakfast. But the truth is this, and it's a 5,000-year-old truth. Your body needs to be in a fasting state more than anything else. When you're fasting, that means you're not eating food. You can drink water, you can drink teas, no juices, nothing that will give you an energy boost. When you're fasting for 12 to 13 hours, you start shifting your body massively. First of all, one of the biggest causes of all chronic health disorders is insulin resistance. You start reducing your insulin resistance. So about 13 to 16 hours is a prime time of fastings. In other words, you've not eaten for all those hours. You can drink water, remember. Fluids is fine. In that time, your body starts shifting and you become more insulin sensitive, which is important to your health. So once you've done that now, beyond 16, 17 hours, your body goes through something called autophagy. This is beautiful. Your body starts eating its own cells. What? Why would you want to do that? Here's why. Autophagy means your healthy cells start consuming the unhealthy cells in your body. Not just your own body, but any other foreign bodies inside of you. By doing that, you are reducing the risk of so many illnesses, including cancer. This doesn't mean you have to starve yourself. No. Give yourself a window of opportunity to eat for no more than six hours. So, for example, I decide I'm going to eat tonight at 7 o'clock or finish by 7 p.m. A six-hour window means tomorrow that I start eating again at 1 p.m. Between the 1 p.m. and 7 p.m., I am not going to stuff myself with food because that just destroys the whole objective of the exercise. So between after eating at 7 o'clock, from then on, I don't eat any snacks. I can drink tea, not an issue. I don't eat any snacks. I'll let my body do its thing. Wake up in the morning, hot water and lemon to get the day started, and then maybe an hour later, chai tea. And I can have drinks throughout the day up till 1 o'clock. Come one o'clock, I eat a nice, healthy, balanced, organic meal. And then I probably won't need to eat until, say, for example, three o'clock, four o'clock. I might have a little snack. And then 6.30 or 6 p.m. I have a nice meal. Or, like some of my clients do, they just don't eat. So 7 p.m. is their final cutoff. Following day, they might start eating again at 6.37. So they've got a window of half an hour, one hour. That's up to you. Start small. If you're somebody who eats a lot and very frequently, which is total nonsense, by the way, start by telling yourself, you know what? Instead of eating at 8 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to eat at 11 a.m. today. Three hours. So what you've done, if you've stopped eating at 7, 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. till 7 a.m., that is 12 hours. And 11 a.m. minus 7 a.m., that's another four hours. You've just fasted for 
16 hours. How amazing is that? So it's not impossible, it's not out of your reach. That is going to have a massive effect on your chronic stress levels. That's just the physical thing. A third physical thing that I strongly recommend for you to do for now, for this year, so you can transform your health, transform your energy body, is actually exercise. Everybody should not be doing the same exercise. Here's why. If you're somebody who's constantly active in the mind, your adrenals are go, 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 go all the time because you're in a high pressure job or you're working in a hospital. One of the best things you can do is to do exercises that help you relax. My strongest recommendation for people who are hyperactive throughout the day isn't to go and do aerobics or dancing. You can do all of that. That's not an issue. But regularly, I would do either yoga, tai chi, or qigong. They have a massive effect on your physiological body, your mental body, your emotional body, and overall health. So slow it right down. On the other hand, if you're somebody who's doing a job which involves very little energy, probably just sitting on the couch all the time, for sure you want to be doing more active exercises, things like going for a nice long run or a <laughs> jog around the block if you're not that fit or going to do stuff like the gym, you know, to lifting weights. Think about your body and your mind. What is it going through throughout the day when you're not exercising? Are you already hyperactive or are you already calm? That's a third way you can make a difference to your energy body. Fourth way, see, I'm, I'm doing all stuff which is mechanistic, by the way, right now. We haven't even gone in to the spiritual. Fourth way, be mindful of the kind of food you put into your mouth. This podcast episode is not long enough for me to cover all the key issues. What I would say is drop certain things and start doing other things that will help you to spiritually evolve. Number one, your biggest poison, your worst enemy by a long shot, sugar. Stop it. Don't replace it with stevia or even worse, sweeteners, because they have all their issues as well. Stop sugar. Cut it down. Take your time if you want about it, but cut it down. Replace it with fruits, but don't eat too many fruits. You see, insulin resistance, and I've done loads of videos about that, insulin resistance is not your friend. You can have that decades before you even develop diabetes or heart disease. All your chronic health diseases, disorders, cancer, heart disease, etc., all of those start off with insulin resistance and your enemy is sugar. Cut it out. When you do eat, eat more organic-based foods. Now, vegans, yep, you already got it sorted, but just make sure you eat fresh organic foods. Cook if you want, but not the processed nonsense because, hello, you're replacing meats with nonsense foods, which is the processed stuff. So be mindful about the quality of food you're eating. Organic is preferable. Even better than that. It's growing your own vegetables and eating that. But of course, not everybody can do that. So at least go for organic. If it's healthy, nutritious, nutrient-dense food, you won't need to eat as much because it will be a lot more satisfying to your body than the fast foods and the snacks that you're possibly stuffing yourself with. So change what you eat. And then another one is to drink water, but no copious amounts of water. Stick a smaller bit of lime in or... Uh, certainly a bit of salt in there drink that the jury is out whether you should drink two liters of water or three liters of water i'm 100 convinced on the science of that 
but it is important that you drink a reasonable amount of water throughout the day every day that's the physical side done so next thing what can you do to spiritually evolve and start looking after your energy body here's what i strongly 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 recommend you do meditation but not any old meditation most people that have ever come across out of the seven chakras the one chakra that most struggle with especially spiritual people by the way just to let you know we can talk about that another time is the root chakra the root chakra when it is unhealthy then you are sabotaging your ability to manifest consciously the good stuff when your root chakra is out of balance you're going to suffer from a lot of mental health issues especially anxiety and other fear related stuff when you got problems with your root chakra you are very likely to be suffering from a chronic health condition or disease one of the big things that come up is inflammation inflammation is a direct link to your root chakra now if you want to know more about the root chakra and how to improve it i've got a brand new video training it's free click on the link in the description and go and watch that video seriously it's actually three videos 20 minutes each i split it up into three different days watch the video follow the program there's meditations in it again meditation not just any old meditation you want to start off with meditation that helps ground your energy to protect your energy to keep you in a state of inner balance meditation is very important and another area that very very important a lot of people know about it and i need to do a totally different video on that is gratitude specifically writing down gratitude for things that you are actually grateful for has a significant impact on your mental health has a significant impact on your ability to manifest where attention goes energy flows if you're somebody who's whinging and whining about how things are going wrong all the time your reticular activating system will focus your attention on more of that stuff so you're bringing it into your life on the other hand when you're grateful for the good stuff you get more of it one of the ways i know this works for me like a treat is my health i am super grateful for my ability to be strong to be healthy and my desire not to be ill and it is extremely rare for me to be ill because i'm grateful for my lung health for my digestive health for my immune health and all my entire system so writing it down actually reinforces your gratitude way more than saying oh thank you for good health of course it's not just about gratitude it's about being grateful for things from your heart don't just write it down write it down with the intention and the real feeling of awe of your gratitude really be humble about all the good things that you have i can promise you one thing all the clients that i've dealt with who have got depression and anxiety issues when it comes to gratitude they struggle to find anything to be grateful for i'm not saying it's the ingratitude that has led them to that's no far from it but because of the anxiety and the depression they cannot see the wood for the trees they cannot see that actually they have a very good reason to be here to be alive everyone every single person has a reason to be alive so this is what we're going to continue exploring over the next few videos we're going to look at your soul purpose how do you get to your soul purpose we're going to look at 
What do you, how do you get to your values? Who are you? What do you stand for? If you don't stand for anything, you fall for anything. So you have to know what you stand for. We're going to explore that. We're also going to explore about relationships with other human beings. Soulmates, your family members, your professional relationships, your friends. We will explore that. We will also explore your relationship with money. This is something that I struggled with so much of my life. But unless I talk about it or unless I pay attention to it, it impacts on my money and my life. So it's so important to build your relationships, not just with other people, but also the different facets of your life that help to create a healthy, balanced, fulfilled life, which is a life worth living. Hope this has been useful. Make sure you click the like button and share this video and I will see you tomorrow. Bye for now.